Hello and welcome to our leadership series On the Sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Claire Darley, who is the Vice President of Digital Media for EMEA at Adobe. So a very warm welcome, Claire. It's an absolute pleasure to, to have you on the sofa with us today. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So Claire, you've had a, a really interesting journey into leadership at uh, Adobe. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your journey to becoming a vice president? Um, well, I won't give you all the warts and all, but um, I realised that I'm coming up to working here for 30 years. Um, so over the course of the last 30 years, I've worked in primarily tech and telco for, for the whole of that. Um, you know, significant jobs at IBM where I feel like I grew up um, and times at, at Vodafone and at O2. Um, I've been at Adobe, this is my sixth year now. And uh, during that time, the business has grown sort of 5x. It's been an extraordinary growth and uh, it's been phenomenal for me personally to take that company and that, that business on this digital transformation journey. Um, so we operate across 128 countries I've got 45 adobe.com sites. Um, it's a multi-channel business. It's, uh, it's really complex. It keeps me on my toes. I love it. So, um, so 30 years is, is obviously a huge amount of time and you don't look old enough. Um. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel it. Um, so, you know, obviously it's, you've seen a lot of change and growth in the industry over those years. Um, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in, in the industry? I think um, some, things are, some things are still consistent. You know, the need to be you know, close to your customers and build relationships. But actually the way we do it has been the, the biggest change. If I take the most recent period while we've been in lockdown during the pandemic, I think about change you know yet again you just think about it you know every b2b sale that would have taken place effectively from from march through to at least the end of this year is likely to have been done remotely to be done either digitally or on the phone that's a significant change and it's one that we've seen coming for a long time we've talked about remote working we've talked about digital we've talked about these things but actually you know we've had to do it and actually you know companies have pivoted you know, really quickly to make this happen. And I think it will be changed for good. You know, people are now going to be, companies are now going to be investing time, you know, on projects that, you know, help them to do that, to help them to reach their customers in a 24-7, always-on fashion, rather than just being in the hands of uh, in individuals. Absolutely. And, and I think whilst the current environment has created quite a lot of challenges for us, it's also opened up a significant amount of opportunities as well. Um, the way we do business, as you've talked about, has changed overnight and everything is done remotely and will continue to be done remotely for the foreseeable future. How do you think that um, impacts women and what sort of benefits do you think it opens up for a, a woman in sales? Well, I think there's no doubt that you know, single parents and people living at home have probably had one of the toughest times you know, during lockdown. But I think the opportunities specifically for women are significant. I don't think there's ever been a better time for women to get into tech sales. 
at a time when you know the skills that are sorry to generalize are, are really related to women the ability to listen to empathize to collaborate to understand are really you know really having to come to the fore so i think you know the ability to do that and potentially to be able to do that from home and be able to balance that that work-life balance which has been such a strain for for all of us that have been trying to have it all or juggle it all for so many years i think it, it really does open it up so yeah it's partly that natural skill set which i think that we have a leaning in towards and partly the this new flexibility that i i hope stays i i can't see it going back now the ability to hire people where they live rather than where an office is, the ability to get the right talent and, and know that you can actually create an environment, a working environment that suits their life rather than suits work hours. Oh my goodness, it could be a game changer. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. And so for people um, entering into the industry right now and coming into this environment, what um, advice would you give to them? Um, well, I would say, yeah, anybody trying to get a job or getting in now, it's, it's a tough market. Um, it really is tough. So, you know, do the things that I would recommend at any time, which is make sure you make the most of your network. You know, really leaning into people that you know to try and get in. Um, you know, jobs are going to get a little bit more thin on the ground. So think about, you know, contract positions or working for agencies that actually help support. One of the support businesses, one of the things that I'm, I'm seeing a, a trend on is um, companies not having their own workforces, but actually potentially leaning into a secondary organization to actually do, you know, do work on their behalf. So, you know, don't think that I must only work for an Adobe. Actually have a look at some smaller businesses because companies like ours and other tech firms are now using more outsourced support to get, get, what, we, get what we need done. So use your network, be tenacious, say yes, and uh, have an open and flexible mindset. Absolutely. And, and the power of the network is so important and something that historically men have been much better at uh, leveraging their network than uh, women. Um, and so when we talk about networks as well, um, I also think about sort of role models and sort of mentors. Um, what role have they played in, in your career and uh, over the you know, last few years? Um, I think you're absolutely right, you know, um, role models, mentoring, networks, all of those things go to go to make up, you know, what for me has been, you know, a success, but actually they have been typically in the male domain. Um, if I wind the clock back to when I was first starting my career and I was actually an intern, um, it just slightly less than 30 years ago uh, at IBM while I was doing my bachelor's degree, um, I met two women there who were seven years and 14 years older than me. Um, and yeah, they just took me under their wing. They looked like me. They had blonde hair. They wore amazing suits. One of them was even from my hometown, which is a small you know, industrial town in the north of England. And I saw a future for me that I'd never imagined before. Um, I'd never seen it growing up. It was never part of my reality. Uh, I'd never had any exposure to, to working at a company like, uh, like IBM and I met these two powerhouse women who changed my life and, uh, and it, for, the, for me, there's a, there's, I'm a big believer in this, if she can see it, she can be it attitude. So um, I go out of my way to make sure that if anybody wants to talk to me, you know, I'll do learn from others, but actually as, as a mentor myself, you know, I dedicate quite a lot of time you know, to people 
practically anyone that asks, as long as I can fit it in, you know, I will run formalized sessions or I'll run sort of you know, one off sessions just to see where people are going. Because those things to me have been absolute game changers and uh, we do need to see it. You know, I think that's just a really important part of life. Absolutely. And, and I think never underestimate the power of sort of mentors who can actually share experiences and tips and actually help women navigate through the workplace and help them, you know, negotiate the next pay and the next promotion. And, yeah. um, you know, I wish that, you know, very early on in my career, I had that, uh, that advice. <laughs> I I have somebody in my team, um, I have a few people in my team actually who are accredited coaches and uh, I think they're costing me a fortune because you know, they, they're really great at being able to help people find their voice to ask for what they want. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in you know, coaching leadership. I think it's a really important um, you know, way of being able to draw you know, the, the best from, you know, from a group and from individuals is you know, growth mindset with a coaching leadership style. Absolutely. And, um, you know, obviously now that we're, you know, the tech firms are largely working remotely until sort of the end of this year and into next year. Um, how would you, what advice would you give to women who are looking for a mentor and how can they find one in, you know, within the constraints of the digital environment that we've got right now? Well, I'm going to throw that one right back at you and say, you know, networks and, and organizations like your own actually are an amazing resource. You know, you don't now have to go out and, and meet somebody face to face and have a coffee. You know, we can do we can do this, you know, using Zoom. We can have conversations with people. And if you're struggling to find somebody within your your own network, then attach to another network. You know, the two things we find, you know, with with, um, you know, uh, how we actually help women are connecting and enabling, connecting them to other people, say, who are like them, who have shared experiences, who can help them learn, and then enabling by helping them to identify areas that they want to work on. And I think, you know, a platform like yours, you know, that's what this is made for. And, and it's what we try and do with our women's networks internally. So reach out, you know, look, at, look on LinkedIn, look online, see what you can find and, and um, you know, really just go for it. There's, there's plenty of resources out there. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, thanks for the plug there. Um, but so, <laughs> certainly um, networks as well are actually incredibly supportive. And I find, you know, looking at our Women in Tech Forum community is that, you know, people such as yourselves and other role models in the industry are happy to help people and advise them as well, um, which is great to see. And that's the power of the community coming together to help and support Completely. each other. Completely. I think, you know, that's been one of my themes of, of lockdown, actually. It's, um, I started with community, but actually I've sort of distilled it down to connection. I think people have been really striving for connection. Um, and, you know, and lockdown has sort of like really driven that to, to one of the top things of, of, you know, I don't know whether it's Maslow's hierarchy, but where people have sort of found themselves is this need to deeply connect, not superficially connect, but deeply connect. So, no, I think you know, those kind of communities allow them to get something back and, you know, say, fill, fill, their, fill their cup. Absolutely. Thank you. And so um, in terms of like the, the future of digital, obviously the, the pace of change um, sort of, you know, doubles, you know, every year, probably even faster than that. So, well, you know, what's the future of, of sort of digital transformation? Uh, well, um, 
it's never going to stop. I think so. We just better sort of make sure that we're fit enough to be able to, you know, keep pace. I think that's one of the the amazing things. I, I remember at the start of lockdown seeing this um, meme that was sort of traveling LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. that said, you know, what was the catalyst for digital transformation in your company? Was it your CEO, your CTO, or was it COVID-19? Um, and I smiled at it, but I also had this sort of like wry smile to it, which is, you know, you know, if if companies, you know, how companies react now will entirely determine how they come out of not just the pandemic, but the economic uncertainty on the back end. And, you know, as a digital leader you know the business isn't entirely digital but it, it, it constitutes about 80 percent of everything we do um you know i thought i knew this stuff but the last six months has literally taught me that whatever i thought i was saying boom you know literally the rate of change in six months has been incredible from the way that we handled you know changing all of our messages related to covid or really trying to get super targeted and personalized um so it's never going to change. What I would say is, you know, there's probably, you know, a handful of things that I, I think are ever more important than they, than, than they have ever been. Um, the first one, you know, goes right back to the start of our conversation. You know, relationships are important. You can never, ever get close enough to your customer. So people talk about being customer centric, but you know, you need to be customer obsessed and there can't be any buts in that. That means it's a whole company effort around you know, getting that customer experience right. The second thing is you have to be data driven. At Adobe, we've spent the last you know, three years building out a digital uh, operating model that is predicated around data. We call it DDOM. It's so sexy. Data driven operating model. It means that we can make the most of all of the data and turn it into insight and into action. Um, you know, that's, that's an absolute game changer. You need to have a culture of rapid experimentation. So you test, you learn, you fail, you test, you learn, you win. You just keep going the whole time. Um, I guess the fourth point is similar to that. You can never, ever stand still. You know, you just, you just can't. So keep disrupting your own status quo. You'll keep on the front foot. And whatever you can and wherever you can, try and automate. That might kind of five points. But what's really exciting about that is, in a world where digital sales are becoming more prevalent, this is a perfect place for women. I see digital as an absolute game changer in, in leveling up the playing field. You know, gone are the days of you need the charisma and the machismo. Actually, you need the smarts. You need to be data-driven. You need to be able to take decisions, listen to experts. I think it's, I think it's you know, digital is the future and uh, women are the future in digital. I love that. And what a great way to, to close as well. Digital is the future and women are the future. Um, thank you so much, Claire. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, um, you know, I love all of your, your top tips for the future as well. And I think, you know, for all of those women out there who are in tech now or are moving into tech, there has never been a better time to be a woman in tech and a woman in sales. So um, thank you so much, Claire, for joining us today. Thank you for having me.